Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveal. It's that show where we get geeky on a weekly basis, you know, last week's jazz. As always, I am your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom Everywhere, and once again, I am joined by the illustrious co-host, the best, the most best. Would you like to tell the people who you are? Hello, it is me again, um, Stephanie, aka Captain Steph on Twitter, aka the Snow Queer on Tumblr, and I had a bit of a crazy weekday week but the weekend has been pretty awesome so excellent that's that's what we love to hear we love to hear people having a good ass time uh, not a good ass time but a good ass time the hyphen placement you know it's it's, it's grammar it's great uh so uh, you know what kind of stuff did you get into this weekend you know you seems to if it was such a great weekend yeah um so on friday i got to meet the, first of all, I got to meet the author of the New York Times best-selling uh, young adult book right now, um, *The Hate You Give*, which I mentioned last episode. Or yeah, last episode. Um, about, it's a Black Lives Matter-inspired YA book about a girl whose good friend is shot unarmed by a policeman, and her like struggle to decide whether she wants to be an activist and speak up about it. And so I got to meet the author of that. She signed my copy of the book, which was very cool. Um, and then that night, I got to meet, um, I went to a comic book signing at Midtown and got to meet the amazing Gail Simone and her husband, um. So you're practically famous now, you're best friends. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're uh, we're best friends now, we formed a superhero team. Um, <laughs> Sounds completely on, completely on brand. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it's pretty great. Um, and then yesterday I went... And saw a Harry Potter parody, kind of, like, unauthorized parody play called Puffs, which was hilarious. And then today I did some laundry, which felt like an accomplishment. So it's been <laughs> a good weekend all around. How about you, Dom? Uh, well, you know, my weekend has been incredibly uneventful in such a nice way. Uh, Friday I went out for St. Patrick's Day to an Irish pub. Irish pub down on the uh not quite the south side but pretty much the south side it was it was kind of nice a little crowded in a good way you know got some guinness got some green yingling uh it's regular day and then saturday i did like i did nothing i just played overwatch and hung out with some friends who came up and uh today i just kind of worked on a little bit of cosplay and watched criminal minds all day really for the most part a wasted weekend in such a nice way i feel so rested and good you know, yeah, I was complaining about my mouth hurting last week, and it got worse and worse and worse, and then just got better. Um, apparently, the human body can fight off infections pretty well, um, <laughs> and they usually wait till after you schedule an appointment to cure themselves, so I'll still be going to get that, get my mouth checked out by the dentist, because I care about health, and might as well use the little bit of insurance that I have. Yeah, that's uh, probably for the best. Yeah, and I, I, I did some proper raging on Overwatch. It was nice. We had some people that were pretty much throwing the game on purpose, like they didn't want to work with the team. It's infuriating. Then I saw some new changes coming, so I'm both annoyed and excited to see what happens. Lucio's getting changed, and that's going to be fantastic. Yeah, what's changing about that? Um, So, in a complete violation of whatever physics lore they were trying to work with, um... Lucio's a freedom fighter that leads people with the sound of music, so his music can either heal people or make them move faster, and that's kind of an area of effect thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but they were they saw that you know he was kind of a must pick character. He had like close to one hundred percent pick rate in high ranks all the way to mid ranks and in competitions and stuff. And not a lot of people liked playing him. They're like he's a little bit boring sometimes, which I think you're playing him wrong if you think he's boring. You're not switching his songs enough. But uh, they said okay, well we'll reduce the radius of his songs from like thirty meters to ten meters, which is basically you have to go hug somebody to, for them to be in your effective range. <laughs> Um, if anyone's on a flank route, you'd have to be chasing them, or they're not getting anything from you. So, you really can't help Fair at all, unless she's walking on the ground. And why is she there? But they increase his wall riding speed, so he can like speed off walls real fast, and he gets a little boost when he jumps off the wall. So he's real fast. His his bullets move faster, and his like sound wave boop. You can point it upwards now or downwards. You don't have to just do horizontal, which basically makes him a super annoying hard to hit character who is probably a little bit too mobile that has a weird time doing his primary job of like healing and speed boosting but he heals faster so there's like a give and take but i'm like if you're riding on a wall you're gonna run away from your team way faster than they can keep up so what are we doing here so we'll see what happens if they let it go through it'll be nice to see it's fun but i don't know if it's gonna make him good so i'm just kind of working on that it's just playing somber instead for a while Cause I'm loyal, you know. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's my two bays, Lucio and Sombra. But we have. I was gonna mention that at the end, but we already jumped the gun because Wow, Overwatch, it's my favorite thing ever, even more than breathing. But we have some news, uh, rumors, news, all that kind of stuff. Do you want to jump into this first story? Yeah, let's do it. You wanna? Only six minutes in. <laughs> yeah, sure. Before we get to some news. <laughs> so it's um, yeah. What is this? They are. There's there's a Matrix reboot coming or. At least rumored, that kind of thing. People are talking about, about it, yeah. I don't know anything about the... I know that... What I've heard is that they're they're thinking about setting something in the same universe, but not rebooting the actual story, the original story. I don't... There's not a lot of... There's not a lot to mine in the Matrix world, from what I can understand. It's... I, I don't know. Are the, are the Wachowskis still behind this one, or are they getting different people? Um, I don't know. They have the um the sources that I'm looking at say that they have someone else looking to write a treatment for it. Um, and that they uh are leery of including the Wachowskis again because they have more like fans are more attached to them than the studio is. <laughs> That's Which fair. Is... Wait, the directors or well, they... or the story. This article says the siblings hold more meaning for fans than the producers. I have to, I, I mean, I've, I'd assume that's so, true. I don't, yeah. I don't feel like producers have a lot of loyalty to any creative types. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. Based on how The Matrix 2 and 3 went, I don't... Well, I mean, they may have had some revelations in the last 15 years. Yeah, that's completely possible. They could... They could if, if, if they made another Matrix movie, their worldview is probably different now. Yeah. So, I don't know. I saw the news about this, and I'm like, what are you going to do with the Matrix and, and except make the gay and trans subtext less sub? Yeah. Be, <laughs> because other than, like, the bullet time special effects and the, what if computers controlled us, man? Like, other than that, there's not a lot interesting in the Matrix to be found still, unless you're looking at the trans subtext. And if you're not going to embellish that, I personally don't see the point in a reboot. Yeah, and I think, like, I don't know, I just, 
I feel like The Matrix is one of those things, one of those stories where the story turns on a specific, like, shocking plot twist. Like, the, uh, the what if computers controlled us thing was like, oh my god, like, what if we're in The Matrix? Like, that was, like, a big shocking surprise kind of thing. Yeah, that was... That was, that was kind of like the big first hit, and then I guess Neo's realization that, oh yeah, this is a computer, everyone's been telling me that, but I can really do whatever I feel like, which asks more questions than it raises, uh, it asks more questions than it answers, but being that how come everybody can't do that stuff, like I know Neo's the one, but I mean, they all know it's fake, so why can't everybody fly, but we can ignore that for now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but what, what, what I mean is, like, there are certain stories that, like, you can't watch like you can't really reboot them because like fight club or something like that where like he was you the whole time like that turn at the end is so much of what makes the movie something that people like gag over yeah i guess that the whole point is like the the reveal in a sense and without that you'd have to change that completely or yeah, like, if it's something that we're expecting, then... I mean, if you're doing a remake, just, like, a shot-for-shot shot remake, just because you want to use modern graphics and stuff like that, I think that's that's a worthwhile pursuit, I suppose, but... I mean, at that point, just pull a George Lucas and remaster the movie that you had to begin with, like... No, that they, they can't do that stuff. Like, <laughs> those graph Like, a lot of that stuff does not hold up as well as... Like, it holds up just well enough to feel like... A mid two thousands film, despite being in the early two thousands or nineteen, I can't remember. It was like either two thousand one or nineteen ninety nine, but it feels like it looks like it could be. It looks like it could be from 05, possibly, I guess. But that stuff's not gonna hold up <laughs> to twenty eighteen, for instance. Um, but you could probably do some interesting special effects. I mean, all the stuff that they did for Doctor Strange that was apparently so great you had to see it in IMAX. You could probably do something like that with Matrix. You know, mm-hmm. um, I saw this one great tweet. They're like. The only thing I want from the Matrix reboot is just for them to reverse the red and the blue pill. Just to see, like, all the red pill dudes, like, scramble to dismiss it, uh, dismiss the reboot. As if they weren't going to already. You know what would be a good idea, actually? Hmm. People have met... A lot of people have said that Keanu Reeves isn't the best actor, which is, is debatable. And I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm saying I think it's debatable. Mm-hmm. But there's a little bit about his aloofness that really helped for Neo be a character. I think Will Smith is a better actor than Keanu Reeves was at that time, but he would not have made the movie work quite as well for that reason. So for that reason, I vote that we, because people are going to get mad anyway, we might as well just swap all the genders in the Matrix. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of black actresses that could play very great Morpheus and so many of these names are gender neutral anyway. You don't have to change the na- any of the names. Yeah. And I know exactly who we could cast as Neo, Steph. Hit me up. Tell me who. We, I, like, we need a woman, mm-hmm. you know, like like a very pale woman to be, like, pale like Neo. That, that, that lots of people love but isn't, like, the best actor. But we know can do action scenes and is willing to do action movies even when it's not the best idea. Are are you th- I'm not sure if we have anybody specific. I'm not saying that ScarJo should be Neo in the reboot, but I'm not saying that I would be mad to see it either. <laughs> and it would work just as well. Like, did you see that movie she was in, uh, Lucy? No, I didn't. She has this horribly aloof look on her face, which is actually appropriate. Like, I, I give her that because if you're in the same situation, 
you'd make the same face. But it's the same kind of thing that Neo was doing, like the, whoa, what's going on? And I'm like, that ScarJo could do that. And it would be fantastic. And nerds that hate women still love ScarJo and will go see a movie with her in it. <laughs> I, th- I don't think they have a choice. If the Chelsea sisters want to hit, they got to hire ScarJo. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Quote me on that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to say about this? Oh, no. I'm just I'm interested to see if it happens, how it happens. Oh, man. If I ever see Scarlett Johansson in real life, she's going to slap the shit out of me. And I'm not going to press charges because I, I have it coming. Um, <laughs> I do appreciate her work, though. I really do. Uh, speaking of rebooting things or remaking things and not always necessarily being faithful there's the rumor is this a rumor or a fact that um it's it's come out as news in the last like day or two that they're thinking about not doing this um or it's like it's rumored that it won't that they won't um the live action mulan which is a topic of great um nerd interest i suppose you could say um (laughs) That's fair. I count it. <laughs> it's been, I mean, it's been up and down in the news lately as, like, various things have been rumored or associated with it. Like, for a while, they were potentially casting, like, some kind of white savior love interest, and people were like, excuse me, what? Um, why would you do that? Like, I can't think of literally any reason why you would do that. Um, like, are they going to whitewash, like, the military dude, or just, like, have another white guy? I, I don't know, but they there was such an immediate and universal outcry against that that Disney came out and said, no, we're not doing that. Um, For them to, like, mention something, <laughs> it's like, you know it had to be bad for them to actually come out. Yeah, and, like, the same thing with, like, um, with, like, literally any, they were like, we're looking to cast Asian people in this movie. Like, that's the goal. Like, even... I think there was even outcry, like, about the creative team. Like, someone was like, but are you going to have Asian writers write it? And Asian people and like the, on the other side of the camera? Like, is that going to be a thing, too? Um, Has anything been said about that? And, they, and it seems like they're committed to casting and, uh, like, on in all parts of the movie. Okay, Hopefully, good. Hopefully, Chinese if... people, specifically. Um, yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a good idea, probably. Uh, <laughs> Because if not, they have to just make it shot for shot and not pull some dumb shit on the side. But since they're not making it shot for shot, you might want to have, you know, maybe a Chinese consultant or something just kind of say, hey, don't do that. That's bad. Yeah. And so, um. Because if not, that's how you end up with like Finn Jones as Shang. Oh, God. (laughs) He'd Um, do it too. More on that later. (laughs) (laughs) He would do it in a heartbeat and not realize still how terrible he was being by doing it and he could even take this one as like no now i'm being a dick on purpose like at least you could get that credit but he's like no i still don't see the problem <laughs> it's like oh you poor summer child yeah so um <laughs> bouncing off of our our specialty here at geekly reveal is burying the lead and <laughs> so getting to the point of this particular news item is that the thing that has come out recently the reason this movie is potentially not going to be a shot for shot remake in the way of the um the Beauty Anything and the Beast <laughs> movie or <laughs> such like um is that this is rumored to not have any musical numbers in it. it Colossal was, mistake. <laughs> yeah, like if this were like a Disney movie with like mediocre musical numbers, then that would be one thing. I'm I'm blanking on an example of one, but like 
I, um, you'd have to have something that would, that you could do without the camp. I, 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 because they all have characters that might want to sing, like, even if there was not a lot of musical numbers. And I don't know a lot about Beauty and the Beast, but I know the Gaston song is pretty, like, was campy before. And that could still work even in a movie without musical numbers, so you'd still have one. Then the Little Mermaid, her whole thing is singing, so she should sing once. I guess Lion King, if you filmed it with real lions. Yeah, like... Or CGI lions. <laughs> like, that's... Maybe... But, like... I can't imagine making a Disney Mulan movie and thinking, you know what? I'll make a man out of you. It's just not something we want to include in this. Exactly, like... It's, like, the get... most iconic Disney song, full stop. Like... It's... Yes. It, it's it's the best one. It's I, I think it's... Like, if you give people two options to sing, do you want to sing Make a Man Out of You or Let It Go? Despite how, f- like, fire charts it was, people would be like... I'm going to have to go with Milan on this one. I guess it's because this is the one movie that you could theoretically make without any musical numbers having to occur. But that doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Like, if you <laughs> wanted to make, like, a serious, like, PG movie about Mulan, then but why, still, uh, like, you're Disney, why are you doing that? Like, I guess you could do it with Aladdin, too, but, like, that uh, that, that begs the question, like, why you do, like, wh- why? Like, who's that for? Yeah. Because any anybody who's, like, nostalgic for Disney, like, even people our age that are, like, would be interested in a dark and gritty reboot of something, it's not Disney. Yeah, like, that's, you know, like, on top of that, like, there's already a glut of that kind of stuff in books. Like, the dark and gritty reboot of Fairy Story is, like, ubiquitous Maybe like, like Snow White and the YA. Huntsman worked out, right? Yeah, like, yeah, and, like, so that, but that was from, like, a studio, a different studio. <laughs> Who couldn't use Disney's stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, but, like... It also had Hawkeye in it, right? Um, it had Thor in it. Oh, that's right. Who was Hawkeye? Oh, that's Hawkeye right. Was in, um, Hawkeye was in Hansel, Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. I'm like, you know, Clint. I'm like, that's still not his name. <laughs> Jeremy Renner. Uh, who cares? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't want to see Mulan without. I, I, is that like their compromise? Like, do whatever they feel like. Like, look, we have an Asian cast and Asian writers. What more do you want from us? I'm like, faith to the source material. Too? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think it's asking for a lot. Yeah, seriously. Oh, that's that's wild. Okay. Well, yeah, there it is. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm losing focus. Let's go to a break. Here's some music. <laughs> We'll see you in a second. Hope you enjoyed that music. 
in the show notes. Check it out. That's where the details are. Support the artists. They're, I don't know how they are as people, but they're great artists, I guess. <laughs> um, so we got some more news for you because that's what we do here. And we recently got the email for New York Comic Con. And yeah. my timeline was not jazzed. No, I'm um, not particularly excited about this development. So the, the news item, in fact, is that as of this year, New York Comic Con will not be offering multiple day badges. Um, you, if you want to attend for all four days, you have to buy a separate Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday pass. Their argument is that it will allow more people to get passes. Apparently the Javits Center is under construction or something along those lines. Yeah. To me, I'm more worried about how expensive these separate day badges are going to be. Um, because based on what those prices are, I will be able to judge whether this is actually an attempted crowd control or more of a like completely shameless cash grab by Reed Pop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only way for that to feel... I'm not saying this is the mathematic truth, but the only way for it to feel right is if a four-day pass, like, all four days would cost enough to, like, equal the four-day pass. So, like, yeah. the four day, I mean, it could be that, but at the same time, there's there's no way that makes any sense because, like, what would it be... If you're going to control any crowd at all, what would a one-day Saturday pass to Comic-Con cost for New York Comic-Con? Yeah, like, like I feel like it's going to be, like, 50, it would be 50 bucks, something like that. Yeah, and how much would a Friday pass cost, like, probably like 40. 40 yeah so but sunday and thursday aren't gonna be free so <laughs> like what we how much did we pay for our three-day pass last year like 85 i feel like it's 85 90 like it felt reasonable i felt like i got like 100 wouldn't have felt unreasonable necessarily for what was offered and the space that was there but you know it's that i don't know if it see you seem to feel that it's shameless like just to make money I have no idea. Like, this doesn't seem like the best way to make money. They could have just priced it up and got away with that. Yeah, I I feel like the... Well, the thing is, I feel like corporate-run cons like that, like, Repop is kind of like like WizardCon or Wizard World or whatever it is that, like, runs, like, a series of of various cons around the country. Yeah. So it's not like... Like, TakoshaCon, which is the Pittsburgh Anime Con, is run by a Japanese cultural society in Pittsburgh. That's what the, the only thing they run so they have a connection to the community and a connection to the fandom and you can argue that they have their be- that they have fans best interest at heart like same and the same thing with Otakon which is a much larger convention it's run by an Otakon board like that is specifically only does Otakon yeah like four fans by fans like you do like the related things i think I think Teco does, like, two other events, like Singawa Project and, like, something else. Yeah, but they're both Pittsburgh. The, the yeah. Kurokiro, like, they're just both, they're Teco-affiliated projects, or, like, um events that happen in Pittsburgh, like, on the off-season of Teco. Yes. You know? So, like, they're but For still, the same audience. Yeah, they're the, for the same audience, just a little bit more specialized or, like, smaller. Yeah, so Pop doesn't have, like, any obligation to cater to their customers, their customers that really... Yeah, like, it's, they're, like, a for-profit company that makes their money off nerds, but isn't necessarily... In ha- the water with them. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it's it's going to have a really big impact on out-of-towners. Because, you know, I, 
I'm privileged enough to have a decent amount of disposable income that I probably should be spending more on bills, but I do spend it on hobbies and that sort of thing. So getting to New York is relatively expensive. Like, it's not expensive, but it, it does cost gas, and I have to make sure my oil's changed and my tires are up to snuff, which costs money, and it does wear and tear. And then I was lucky enough to stay with my great friend and co-host, so I didn't have to get a hotel, but a hotel in New York is not cheap by any means, or convenient probably, and then yeah, the tickets like cost a little bit. get a hotel in New York, and like you're still going to have to... The, the likelihood that it will be anywhere near the Javits Center is very small, so you're still going to have to get public transportation to get to the con from your hotel. Exactly, and you're probably paying for parking somewhere unless you get incredibly lucky or are willing to pay for a ticket, which is cheaper than parking, but I don't condone doing that on purpose. Um, <laughs> but I, I think if you're coming from out of town, you're kind of like... If I can't get a three-day pass guaranteed... Why would I even come to New York, you know? I'm, yeah, I'm not coming to New York for, like, two days of a convention, which... I mean, you know, you can go there for more than just that. Obviously, you can visit people and enjoy the great city, but at that point, you like, I could just go whenever, other than trying to make the pilgrimage to New York for the Comic-Con. So yeah. I do find it interesting. Yeah, and the other thing is, like, I don't know when they're going to open Badge sales they're doing on a weekend this year which is that's good but what i'm what i'm worried about is i don't think they even solidify the like some of the guests don't solidify when they're going to be there and what like the schedule of panels is going to be until relatively close to the convention that so, like, sounds how, reasonable yeah how do you pick what day you want your badge to be like what if you're like okay well i'm gonna go this year but i badge price because of badge prices and like the way the queue is set up or whatever I can only go on Friday, and then you find out that, like, your favorite comic book author or, like, like Mark Hamill or something is going to be there on Saturday, and you're screwed. Like, something that yeah. you would have spent more money on, because those, like, a lot of, like, for, like, signings for, like, Stan Lee or, like, signings for people, like, famous actors and stuff are often ticketed that you have to buy yeah. an extra ticket, too. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, I think about that Steven Universe panel that we missed out of confusion on our part. But um, <laughs> if I was like, well, I can only, I can only go for like two days this year or something. I don't know. So you make special arrangements, like, well, I'll, I'll keep working the other days or whatever. And I guess I'll go, let's say Saturday and, and Sunday for whatever reason. And it's like, oh, well, there's a panel on Friday. Like, well, I can't buy a ticket to Friday now. I would have went on Friday instead of Sunday had I known. Or, heck, I would have even went Friday and Sunday and done this other thing on Saturday had I known there were panels that day. Because it also not forces you but puts you in a position where you're willing to split your money up on, like, a Thursday-Sunday situation. Yeah, because then you're still paying to be in New York for four days. Yeah, so it's it's just a mess, and people aren't really happy about it. Even people that seem to only buy a few single day passes anyway, mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel pro consumer. And if they were just if they were just saying, look, there's going to be construction, we can't fit the same amount of people, and we want to find a way that will still get people there, but we know it sucks, and we're not going to be able to accommodate things the way we want to, which is kind of what they did. But it, it, the optics weren't very good. It still felt kind of like a this is a chance for us to make money off of misfortune. Yeah, I think it was just the, the way they were framing 
I don't, I, the way they were framing the cut up to the like the tickets being cut up into individual days as like a perk for the consumer as opposed to like a necessity of the like I think if they had even framed it and said like look we know this isn't ideal but it's the way we've settled on to deal with crowds this particular year next year we'll be going back to the like the multiple day pass model or whatever. Yeah, like- even the email was like, yeah, we know this sucks, but I'm like, but it still did, it sounded like a, I'm sorry you're offended kind of thing. Yeah. Which I'm not even going to blame them for the Javits Center being under construction because obviously it's not their fault, but it just didn't come off like a, we're sorry this happens, more like a, well, we're going to still, it, it felt like, but like it kind of felt like we still want to fill up this space to get as much money as we can and this is the best way to do it because yeah. as an industrial engineer, that's exactly what I would have told a business to do. But I wouldn't have said, try to make them sound like it's a good thing. I would have been like, you gotta be straight, or people are gonna get real mad. Yeah, and then, like, the other thing is, like, we already know, because they did it this year, that they're capable of reserving off-site space for events. Yeah, I mean, they still might even be doing- I don't- it just feels kind of out of the blue, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I do appreciate the advance notice, and not like a, hey, we know you're all ordering on Saturday, Here's the bad news. (laughs) So I'll give them the credit for getting ahead of it, which is, they're a business. They know what they're doing. It just, it does feel a little bit corporate in that way. But, you know, there's good news in comics, or at least good ideas in comics. Taraji P. Henson wants to be a Marvel heroine. Yeah. That's a thing. That's the thing. (laughs) Um, She, I guess she said in an interview or something this week, or I don't know where she said it, but it was new. It was, it was enough of a, an exciting thing that it was reported on in various places. Um. (laughs) And I would love for her to be a Marvel heroine. Um, we talked about it a little. I think she would be a great Monica Rambo. I don't know which iteration of Monica they would introduce into the MCU um, because she's been she's had a variety of titles over her tenure. Um, and since they've already buckled down on Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, they can't have the Monica Rambeau version of Captain Marvel right away, so... But her most recent iteration is a Spectrum. Her, like, her new recent, most recent superhero name is Spectrum, which is appropriate because her power is being able to transform into any kind of, like, energy. That could be cool. Yeah. People love Taraji P. Henson. People love Taraji P. Henson, and I don't know where in... I don't... Maybe, like, a Netflix series or something to redeem themselves from Iron Fist... They'll be fine. I <laughs> enough people enough people were fine with it. It still did alright, but it's definitely their their show that didn't get the buzz. And they can't blame it on people of color because as we said many times, Iron Fist broke Netflix. So the problem isn't you mean people of color. Luke Cage. What did I say? Iron Fist? Yeah. Look, Luke Cage can punch you. His fists are like they're made of iron. Did, <laughs> why why is Look, I'm telling you this, and I saw someone tweet about this and I agree with it, like who the hell was an Iron Fist fan this whole time? It was like, I've been waiting my whole life for Iron Fist. Like, I, I mean, I know there's fans of Iron Fist, but like, I don't know. He's, he even seemed corny to me, like in Marvel vs. Capcom. Mm-hmm. Like when you have, so like first off, you have this dude making all like the stereotypical like kung fu noises. And like his moveset wasn't fun to play with. He never really got like this mass appeal. I'm like, is that a white dude like doing all this? Like, wh- wh- who is this guy? <laughs> and I was like, whatever, it's probably from the 60s or something like who cares about this dude? Like, this is... There's a reason he was in, like, the Ultimate version when there's, like, B-team characters, like... 
Yep. Dante from Devil May Cry. That's when his brother came in, who's very cool, Virgil, and has like a great story, but is definitely like the B character of that. He's not the main guy. Mm-hmm. And like that's when Nova showed up. Like all these people, like Nemesis from Resident Evil. I'm like, these are all people that do stuff, but like this is. There's a reason you didn't come in the same, like, blast as, like, Captain America, Wolverine, and Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason you were on, like, the the Game of the Year edition. So, yeah. But, yeah, Luke Cage did fine. So, it's not people of color that are causing problems for Netflix shows. It's just whatever Iron Fist was. But Taraji P. Henson, she's also not in Black Panther, too. So yeah, that was, one like, of the one black of the... I was gonna say, she's it. one of the few <laughs> black actors in Hollywood who is not in... Black Panther, which I mean, on the other side of it, although it's awesome how black Black Panther is, it should be like all black yeah, people. Yeah, where literally every black actor in Hollywood is like who hasn't already been in something Marvel. Like, they better not find a reason like, to put freaking Sam Wilson and Rhodey in the Black Panther. Because <laughs> if they show up, it's like, yo, what are you guys trying to do? Unless that's how Rhodey gets his like walking back, that'd be pretty cool if it was. Wakandan technology. Yeah. Like, like, hey Tony, I know you have this great physical therapy program, but uh, he can just walk right now. What are we? What are you doing over there? In the, over there in the United States? Uh, that'd be pretty cool. I hope. Yeah, that'd be cool to see Monica Rambeau or um, I don't know, race bend somebody if you want to. Go for it. Yeah. People will be sure. psyched about that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the other news uh, on here, we kind of already started talking about it. Is uh, Iron Fist is uh. Not getting a lot of... It's getting roasted pretty pretty, pretty openly. So I've seen a decent amount of people liking it. Some people enjoying it. Like, this isn't very good, but it's watchable. Like, it's not a waste of time, but I wouldn't go out of your way to see it. Yeah, Uh, that's about the best argument I've seen for it. Is like, eh, it took a long time to be okay, but in the end it was okay. Like... Yeah, so I mean... Uh, you're not gonna catch me. You're not gonna catch my ass watching it after I barely watched Luke Cage. Um, again, like I just can't understand like why I I, I don't know. I, I didn't read enough of the comics to really get like a to know a reason why someone would want Iron Fist after Luke Cage. But apparently, like they're bros and all that. So like, I know, I know that the story reason exists, but that doesn't mean anything to me because I feel like the they deviate most, so far anyway. The most confusing thing about I mean, I think. That it's confusing to begin with that Iron Fist and Luke Cage are best buds, <laughs> even in the comics. But especially really? in the Netflix universe, it seems odd, uh, like <laughs> that they will that they could ever get to the point where they're best buds. Like, like they weren't hanging around ever to the point where they'd be like, "Hey, you're actually pretty cool." Like, I just don't see it. I <laughs> like. I just maybe maybe there's something about... in Iron Fist that like fleshes out his character to make it make it seem possible. Yeah, I don't know. Like I read part. I, I think I might have said this on the show before, but I read part of one Iron Fist comic that I got for free back like three years ago. Marvel had some deal with Comicsology where you could get like like seven hundred number ones for free, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna help crash the site with all the other people who want these seven hundred comics. Um. And to this day, I don't know that I've read one of them, but I have them <laughs> um, in vain of my physical book collection. But I did read part of an Iron Fist comic, and it was by Matt Fraction, who I adore. He write, he wrote the Hawkeye that got me into comics. He writes Sex Criminals. 
He writes Odyssey. He's a cool guy who writes good shit. So, sorry, listeners, about that little uh, cut break. Uh, my, my family visited uh, spontaneously, which is always nice to see your family when your family's pretty cool. Uh, but we were talking about uh, number one comics. So, Steph, you want to act like nothing happened and talk about some number one comics? Yeah, so I, was, I have all these number ones that I've never read, um, but I did start to read part of the Iron first Iron Fist comic, and like I said, by one of my favorite comic book authors... And it was nigh unreadable. It was written in such, like, campy, bad, like, kung fu, like, not even, like, kung fu movie dialogue, like, weirdly orientalist, like, mystical Asian dialogue. And I was like... And it was written by Fraction? Yeah. And I was like... And apparently he's, like, a very, like, his Iron Fist run is, like, very well respected. And I was just like what am i reading and also like on top of that like i don't i don't know if you've ever touched any comics that have anything to do with asgard but any character who is from asgard talks in a certain text like a certain font yeah as opposed to like the I've standard comic book font um which is sometimes difficult to read depending but i feel like in my distant recall, the Iron Fist comic, whenever there was, like, weird spiritual nonsense happening, it was also written in, like, a a different font that was a pain in the ass to read, especially on, like, digital. <laughs> like so, non-comic sans. Yeah, so it's just like, I... I'm done with this. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> like... That's fair. I don't, I don't know. I, You know, the, the, the Iron Fist story from what I can tell, could, like, was, like, it had potential. Like, the Iron Fist, like, the character, not what actually we got. Uh, I had a friend on Twitter say, like, oh, yeah, even if they had cast an Asian-American char- uh, actor for Iron Fist, and this wasn't problematic in that way, it still didn't work. Um, it's not even that it was just Finn Jones's fault. Like, apparently it's just boring, and a yeah. good actor couldn't have saved it, apparently. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard the so, screenwriting is really bad. Um... <laughs> I've heard that the martial arts scenes are just uninspired and bland and not engaging. Um, I've heard that Colleen Wing has, like, a kind of, sh- like, shitty, unpleasant storyline, like, backstory storyline. It's a lot. That's bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of, of course it's a lot. We all knew it was going to be a lot. Um, and it's, eh, too bad. Whatever. Um, Netflix ain't worried, but this is definitely the first... Uh, Netflix and Marvel thing since Collab. the inception, like since I guess Iron Man one. I mean, I know the Hulk counts as part of the MCU, but let's. I mean, it really started in Iron Man. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> but since then, they haven't had a real swing and a miss. Um, even Agent Carter that had like well respect, but not commercial success. It seems like in Agents of Shield, nothing was really like. They still haven't so canceled meh. those, you know, like, there's, like, agents, well, I mean, they canceled Agent Carter, the second season was kind of meh, but, like, it still had, like, strong, like, a strong fan base, and people who were excited about it, and, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could easily be canceled at any point if people stopped watching it, but people are apparently still watching it, like. But I've never heard anyone say anything bad about Agent Carter, just, like, this didn't live up to expectations. It's not, like. That's five or six. That's not. That's not below average. Yeah. But Iron Fist is. I'm hearing like fours. 
like for kind of talk and that's the big I think it's the biggest Netflix thing to be met with that much meh um, I know there are some bombs on Netflix I've seen some things that just weren't that great or appealing but they don't get like that much marketing either you know yeah they're not that high profile of a project like I feel like like there's a lot of stuff that has like Bojack Horseman season one syndrome where it's talked about and mentioned but it doesn't really get like the Netflix giant marquee until people start talking about it you know yeah I mean like like I thought the first season of Voltron was kind of meh but it wasn't I I like, assume that but that doesn't seem to be what the consensus was <laughs> but like I, I still enjoyed it enough to watch the second season and hope that it got better and it did get better like good I don't have any such hopes for Iron Fist and I mean again Neither of us have watched it, so I I hope the people that liked it enjoyed it. But whatever, I guess it just I, it just seems so meh. Like that just seems to be what I'm hearing, and like even things that, like even the people that defend Batman versus Superman are like, this movie was sick, and here's why. And I'm like, well, I don't think anyone agrees with you, but you seem like <laughs> like you're educated <laughs> you about your opinion. Care. Yeah, like I haven't heard anyone say anything good about Iron Fist. Like, well, this is pretty good, man. This is exactly what I wanted. Like, well what did you want? Like, why do you care about this character other than, well, no, people don't understand. Like, Danny's always been white. Like, he's, he's a, he's a fish out of water. Like, okay, cool. Like, let's say that's, let's say Danny Rand has to be white. Did it deliver after that? Because no one seems to think so. I don't know. It's, it's, it's too bad. It's a shame. But that's all right. Cause we're going to get Taraji P. Henson as Monica Rambeau and we're going to get ScarJo as Neo. And... <laughs> That's all I need in life. You know, yeah, I keep my fingers crossed for it. <laughs> and I'm going to keep my fingers crossed all the way through the break. Here's some music and we'll see you when we get back. is the stuff we got this week um minus steven universe review because we're back to not having episodes oh i completely forgot to even watch <laughs> so there wasn't one this week there was not one this week that i could tell so okay yeah we're gonna get a steven bomb then because navy went back to space so let's see what happens <laughs> <laughs> so um Clearly, though, as we did not get um, a Steven Universe episode this week, what else did we get? Well, I didn't really get anything. I bought a case of beer, like a small case. Um, it's just a case of a sort of blue moon. Nothing to write. Yeah, nothing to write home about. It's 
it's whatever. Um, but I did get some more information on franchises near and dear to my heart. Uh, well, two franchises actually. Let's not say, play. There, there's a limited number of options. This could be. Uh, there's about what four, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly starting with S. Yeah. Um, you know, Sonic, Steven Universe, Splatoon, and Overwatch. Uh, <laughs> but uh, South by Southwest uh, had a Sega panel, from what I understand, and they showed a bit of a gameplay trailer from what they called Sonic Project 2017 before or whatever. But now it's uh, they gave it an official name called Sonic Forces, which is a perfect and a terrible name for what this is supposed to be. Um, it's a generation sequel, but they refuse to call it that. But modern Sonic's there, classic Sonic's there. They showed a little bit of him running down like a, a level is just linear because we know it will be. Uh, it has a tagline: "Join the resistance." Apparently, this is like a bad future where Eggman's running one. Whatever, I don't know. There's a bunch of Eggman robos running around blowing stuff up. And there's going to be a third Sonic, apparently, or a third character. Nice. No one knows what generation there is left. I guess there's classic and modern, but is there mid-modern? Is they going to pull some other Sonic? Well, no one knows. Um, and Sonic Mania got delayed to summer. No one knew what the date was anyway, so it's it's like you knew you were going to get cake in the future and someone told you it's later than they said it was going to be, and you're like, oh, I didn't know when it was, so whatever. Yeah. Um, but they are, they did show that Flying Battery Zone from Sonic 3 Knuckles will be in there, so more cool stuff. Cool. And I'm still excited about that game because Sega did not build this game, Sonic <laughs> Team did not build this game, uh, fans from the hacking community did, like they were hired by Sonic Team to do it, and they have a great track record of knowing what they're doing, and everyone who's played a demo is like, this feels like a good Sonic game from before, these people know what they're doing, unlike the people who made Sonic, so... That's the world we live in today. Uh, did you get anything? Um, yeah, well, besides the comics that I got signed, um, various things, things that were signed this weekend, um, I did also, I, I went to, well, I went to a pop-up, it's not, it's not a pop-up, it's, it's a permanent storefront, but hopefully it's permanent, um, where they sell cookie dough, like in, like, as, okay. like, in, a, in the way of ice cream, like, you can get, like, a scoop or, like, cups or cones. Um, it's presumably made without eggs, so they can sell it raw. It's freaking delicious. Um, <laughs> Sounds on brand for you, stuff. <laughs> but I, we, I went last night after I had gone to dinner after we saw the show, and I was so full from dinner that I could not even finish. I got a three-scoop cup, and I could not even finish the first scoop. And I'm still working through it today. But it made a delicious breakfast this morning. That's horribly cake, unhealthy and cake hilarious. Cake cookie dough. Cake, cake, cake. Yeah. <laughs> and I also got um, stuff to make my tracer accelerator for Tukushkan. Um, I had already got the lights for it, and I'm still kind of mulling over how to best attach them to the accelerator that I've made, like the, the form that I've made, so that they look their best um, hot glue i suppose right yeah i'm thinking hot glue but i'm worried i'm also potentially worried about hot glue because it's um the way the lights are the wires are very exposed like it it's not exposed enough that i'm gonna get like a shock when i've turned them on but i'm worried that they're delicate enough that if i smush them right into hot glue something might melt interesting yeah that's 
That's interesting. I don't know. You'd have to look it up. There's probably electric glue or something that's like literally for this. Like that must exist, right? Yeah, I think that the thing the the perk of hot glue is that it dries so fast. Like I have tacky glue and Elmer's glue and like tape and stuff, but yeah, hot glue sets really that. quickly. So I don't know. Okay. Well. We'll see. Best of luck. I'm gonna have to buy like a jar of Elmer's glue so I can um. So I can use it to, like, make armor kind of mm-hmm. stuff, like cosplay armor. Yeah, um, I'm still in the like, process as, like, the of, cover. like, sealing the styrofoam that I made the thing out of so that when I spray paint it, all the paint doesn't just soak in, like... Yeah, what do you use to seal? Um, I mix glue and water half and half. Well, not not quite half and half, just till it's, like, kind of thin. I'm using Mod Podge right now because that was the closest to the top of my box. Yeah, so that's <laughs> essentially what I'm going to be doing is that, but... Um, trying to figure out what exactly I want to make with Lucio. I might make like just a hockey helmet and some like hockey knee pads. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, things are getting down to the wire. But apparently, I work faster than I think I do. Like <laughs> when I actually know what I'm doing, I don't get analysis paralysis. Not that it's going to be great. I'm not saying that I'm this great talent, but for the amount of talent I have, I seem to be to get done relatively quickly when it's not uh, sewing from a pattern. <laughs> That's cool. Nice. You get anything else this week? Uh, again, not 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 something that I got specifically, but uh, the public test region in Overwatch was updated again, not just with Lucio stuff, um, and not just with their new competitive rule mode, their competitive mode rules. There has been an update on like the hero selection screen. Well, not the selection screen, but like the gallery, and there's little tidbits of knowledge about the characters. So when you go to their screen, you see part of their bio, and different skins will give you different little blurbs and information. Um, so we were able to learn Genji and Hanzo's dad, um, where Genji got the nickname Sparrow from. They confirmed that Widowmaker was a ballerina while she was still Emily. So lots of cool little information and tidbits like that. So more shipping possibilities in the future yeah. once they <laughs> fully update all this stuff. Like, it's not complete yet. Some characters don't have anything. Man, um, you know, but it's just like a test. Yeah, I'm still, like, on the fence about... Widow Tracer, like, especially because Widow does, or uh, Tracer does have, like, a canonical girlfriend now, but, like, the fact that her girlfriend's name is Emily, <laughs> and Widowmaker's name is Emily, I wonder if that, that was just like, occurred to me. Oh, I wonder if somebody was just, like, not really thinking about it. <laughs> I don't know, that's, hmm. I mean, it's not like they look anything alike. Well, I don't know what uh, would make her look like when she wasn't purple. So uh, yeah, I assume she still had probably similar features and hair color. Purple? Not purple, but like a dark hair color. May have been red, and when she turned like bluish, it turned purple. Oh, true. Dun, dun, Blue dun. all over. You know, a lot of people kind of might have a problem with Widowmaker's outfit because it's over-sexualized. And I'm not going to say they should or shouldn't have that problem. I'm saying she should have a much bigger butt, considering, like, it's a spider character. <laughs> like, that, they could have got away with doing that. They'd be like, no, it's thematic, and they did it, and that's wasted. It's just wasted. Well, if she was a ballerina, she would have no butt at all. You're right. That's fair. Yep. See, you're... You're right on it. <laughs> you're, you're... I know I know. Your, your goal is for everyone to have bigger butts all the time, but... Look, Genji's is already mostly there, but, like, they just didn't commit... And then Reaper got the thigh game. I'm just saying, the, the, ground wor- <laughs> the groundwork is there. <laughs> we just, Blizzard just won't fully commit. Because no one will be mad if it just becomes booty watch. 
just as long as it's not like, you know, sexist. Everyone can have the booty. Equal opportunity booty. Yeah, everybody has booty except for Roadhog. Um, besides besides booty watch, uh, did you get anything else this week? Or is that pretty much it? Um, that's that's pretty much it. Besides like my regular comic books, which I haven't even like flipped through yet to see what I got, so <laughs> I just like paid for them and left the store. <laughs> Sounds appropriate. Get in, get out, get serious. Um, and we'll be getting convention badges soon. Uh, and hotels and that kind of thing. We're going to be at Takoshikon. Yes. Uh, Teko is Pittsburgh's anime convention. It's in the David O. Lawrence Convention Center. And we'll be there in Overwatch costumes and some other stuff, probably. I might yeah. upgrade my Twitter costume to have, like, techie stuff. <laughs> yeah, I haven't quite committed to a third costume. I know I'm going to be doing Overwatch and Star Wars, but... So you're going to be there for, what, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think for if, when we do Star Wars, I'm gonna definitely do Fin Fin again because mm-hmm. that's, that's I, it's funny to me. I don't care if anybody else thinks it's funny. <laughs> it's funny to me, and the the two people that get it are always very excited. If we don't consider a group like a if we don't get a real group, I might pull out Cadence again. Nice. I um, I got way more use out of those boots than I thought I would. Because <laughs> you I use bought, them for. Uh... You used them for Hamilton too, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And for uh, Squid Link, I used them. And any other Link costumes I've ever done. Nice. So, like, if I'm going to spend $50 on women's boots I'm that I never can wear outside of cosplay, I'll be damned if I <laughs> don't wear them every single chance I get. <laughs> They're not even that comfortable, but, you know, they look good on me. I told you about when we were at the Ren Fair when that one guy was like, Yo, man, where did you get those boots at? Like, how much did those cost? Like, they're like 50 bucks, man. Just go to Shoe Depot. <laughs> it's like, man, the last boots I bought were like $300. They didn't look that good. I'm like, buddy, you got ripped off real bad. <laughs> Friends don't get ripped off. Uh, and I can tell you a great way not to get ripped off. And that's following us everywhere on the internet that you can. Oh, nice. So that's a real simple. Yes, it, it's so nice, Steph. And the best way you can get more of this podcasty goodness you just want to head on over to characterreveal.simplecast.fm that's our main hub essentially but you can also just go straight through iTunes Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher and those places let you leave ratings and subscribe and all that and getting our numbers up would just be ever so delightful so you might as well tickle that subscribe button give us a rating, give us a review let us know how we're doing, we would love the feedback uh, you can follow us on Twitter at characterrev it's two R's in the middle. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. That's at Brother Dom. Or Tumblr. Or Instagram. Or Snapchat. Or Twitch. Not Pokemon Go. Because someone sniped me on that. But everywhere else pretty much on the internet that I would like to be found. Uh, it's Brother Dom. B-R-O-T-H-A. Not er. But you can find Steph on Twitter at Captain Steph. And on Tumblr at The Snow Queer. So, you know, let's headcanon that Mulan is gay. They, she runs through the snow at one point. She's the snow queer. Whatever. It's fine. It's perfect. <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook. Just search Character Reveal. You'll recognize the logo. And that both of us write for Lady Geek Girl and Friends. It's an intersectional feminist blog. That's ladygeekgirl.wordpress.com. And there's great articles coming out every day, I assume, right? Oh, yeah. Good stuff every day. Okay. Yeah, I've been on I a said, little hiatus. I, s- <laughs> I said that in an un a kind of unenthusiastic way, but yes, yes, good stuff. <laughs> I've 
great, something great. coming out myself this week that I'm pleased to have written. And also this week will be our, uh, we're going to pimp Dates 2 again, which, uh, that's another thing I got this week, belatedly. I finally kickstarted Dates 2, and I'm at the ridiculous enamel pin level, so... Because you're a good person. I'm a good person, and I'm beginning to get... There are a lot of things that come with that level on top <laughs> of the enamel pin that I was able to justify it, so... Good, good. And they, they're back, right? Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're gonna print no matter what. They're, they're, they're finished, they hit their goal, but, like, they're still trying Heck to get yeah. their stretch goals, so... That's good. Help them get to the stretch goal, y'all. I think there's a couple days left, probably. Yeah, it's, um, through next week. Awesome. So go check that out, um... That's uh, just search dates anthology on Kickstarter, and you'll get there. And that's pretty much everything, right? Yeah. Well, hey, listeners, thanks for listening through all of this. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, the music's in the show notes, and if you have any questions, let us know. Uh, thanks for the support, and until next time, see you later. Bye.